This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. We have an angel in the house this morning to bring the word of life. Daddy Tio is the number one youth in RCCG. And we have number two youth. Our regional pastor from Region 5, Boracot, Bayesa, the Oil City, all the rivers, and much more than that, the national youth pastor. I'm his number one fan. Glory to God. Shall we stand to our feet as we welcome our daddy? This morning, we shall be sharing on a program. I'm told that for the past few weeks, we have been sharing about exercising dominion. Because the Bible makes it clear when God blessed man, God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue. He said we should dominate. So it's God's desire. And that's why we've been studying how to dominate in our finances, in business, in our spiritual life, in every area of life. But one thing that strikes my mind is that there are always certain strongholds that exist to prevent us from exercising dominion. The word of God shares with us, if you read from Joshua chapter 6, The last verse of Joshua chapter 6, verse 27 says, The Lord was with Joshua and his fame was noised throughout all the country. In other words, Joshua had just won a battle. The walls of Jericho had come down and Joshua was being celebrated. He He had indeed exercised dominion. And they were excited. They were thrilled. But go to the next chapter in Joshua chapter 7 verse 1 and it's written there but the children of Israel Joshua 7 verse 1 the children of Israel committed a trespass in their cursed thing for Achan the son of Carmi the son of Zabdi the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah took of their cursed thing and the anger of God the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel and Joshua sent forth men from Jericho to Ai which is beside Beth Avon on the east side of Bethel and spake with them saying go up and view the country and the men went up and viewed they and they returned to Joshua and said let not all the people go out let about two or three thousand men go and smite this little city and make not all the people to labor thither for they are but a few and they and there went up thither of the people about three thousand men and they fled before the men of I. And the men of I smooth of them, about thirty and six men. And they chased them from before the gate, even unto Sherbarim, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord. Unto the evening time he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. 
a set of people that were exercising dominion, they were celebrating one minute, the next minute they were down there weeping because they had experienced defeat. Instead of exercising dominion, they had been trampled and destroyed. And may I submit that severally, in several instances, we've had that happening in homes, in businesses, in lives. You see, we have a challenge at hand. The word of God tells us about that challenge in Jeremiah 51, 51, Jeremiah 51, 51. We are confounded because we have heard reproach. Shame had covered our faces for strangers are come into the sanctuary of the Lord's house. Strangers had come into the sanctuary. We shall be shame if you're writing a topic, strangers in the sanctuary. Strangers in the sanctuary. Isaiah 1, 7. Isaiah 1 tells us a bit about these strangers. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devoid in your presence. And it is desolate. As overthrown by strangers. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes 6, 1 and 2 tells us a bit more about strangers. Listen to this brethren. For there is an evil which I've seen under the sun. It is common among men. A man to whom God had given riches, wealth, and honor. So that he wanted nothing but his soul of all he desired. Yet he hadn't been given the power to eat it. A stranger eateth it. This is vanity. And it is an evil disease. Strangers exercising dominion. Taking over homes, taking over lives, taking over businesses, taking over destinies. And we ask ourselves, is it normal or usual for a stranger to come into your house and take over? If they are, they are armed robbers. My prayer is every stranger that is coming forth into lives to cause havoc, their stronghold be destroyed in the name of Jesus. You see, when we are talking about the sanctuary, let's understand that your life is the sanctuary of the Most High God. Because the Word of God says, we are the temple of God. So when we are talking about strangers in the sanctuary, we are talking about strangers in this sanctuary. Strangers in your sanctuary. The Word of God is clear in Revelation 5.20, Revelation 5.20, that we are kings, we are priests, that we should dominate. A king exercises dominion physically. A priest exercises dominion spiritually. God expects that whether it's in the physical, in the spiritual, in every area of life, we exercise dominion. But strangers have come forth to exercise dominion. And it's unfortunate because at times we have allowed strangers. So let's quickly ask ourselves, which are these strangers that have come into the sanctuary of the Most High? And I shall mention a, bit, a few of them. In the first instance, strange gods. Strange gods. The word of God says, Deuteronomy 6, 5, Deuteronomy 6, 5. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. 
And so anything that seems to be hindering your love, your worship for the Lord, anything hindering God taking the first place in your life has become a strange God. The word of God shares how God wanted to bless Jacob in Genesis 35. And God tells him in verse 1 and 3, get rid of the strange gods. Before you can be blessed, get rid of those gods. And the Bible shares how Jacob went ahead and he had to do away with these gods. Is it Joshua 24, verse 20, is a portion that challenged my life. And listen to this. Joshua 24, 20. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he had done you good. After you had rejoiced and the Lord had done you good and you now allow a strange God to come in. The Bible says he shall turn and do you hurt. What do we mean by strange gods? Let me give a typical example. You're in church. Praise worship is on. And all of a sudden your phone that you don't put off, you put on vibration because you don't want to miss those important calls. Your phone goes vroom, 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 vroom. Hey guys, I'm coming. You get out of the presence of the Lord to answer a phone call. Let me ask, will you get out of the presence of Daddy Gio to answer a phone call? If you are before Daddy Gio and Daddy is discussing with you, the phone rings. Will you say, Daddy, chill, man. Let me, let me answer this call, Dad. I mean, will that happen? But we have situations whereby we are worshiping, we're in the presence of God, even at times in prayers, and the phone rings. Okay, hey, children, wait, 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 wait. Hey, hi, guys. Okay. It has become a stranger. It has taken the place of God in your life. And the Lord says, after I have done you good, I shall turn around, and you shall no longer exercise dominion because of strangers the sanctuary. Some have allowed work to become a stranger. I remember a time a young man met me. He said, I'd like work. I'd like work. Please. And we prayed and prayed and prayed and wow, God answered the prayers. It was a testimony. And later, we stopped seeing this dude in church. Hey guy, what's up? Oh, you know, they, um, oh, you know, that job, that job, that job. Um, they, they needed people that would do over time. So I put my name down on the list. But I'm paying my tithes, sir. I'll send my offering to church. Sir. And that guy stopped coming to church. He was more interested in the work, the money. When a few months later... I saw him in church. He said, Pastor, please pray for me. They've terminated me. I said, thank God. I said, that's answered prayers. You've been terminated? Wow, praise God. He looked at me. But he had allowed the work to come a stranger. Hey, I don't have the right dress for church today. Oh, but you can't make it to church. Cloth, don't become stranger. 
Man, Chelsea is playing Manu on a Sunday morning. Hey, football fans, how many of you are here? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that football. Chelsea is playing Manu and you're a number one fan. They don't know your name, you know their name, so. And then, ah, it's service or it's house fellowship time. And he said, look, 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 man, please, um, you understand, um, you know, my team, my team is playing. And so, no, so you miss house fellowship. Oh, you miss service. Soccer has become a stranger. Strange gods. And the Lord says, after I have done you good, I shall turn around and do you hurt. It is an evil disease. Strange gods. May I submit in the second instance? Yet another stranger that exists is what I'll call strange incense. Strange incense. Aaron offered sweet incense unto the Lord. I mean, that was his lifestyle. Exodus chapter 37 to 9, Exodus chapter 30, he was always offering sweet incense. And lo and behold, in Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, his children come forth and they begin to offer a strange fire. You see, incense talks about praise. Talks about your communion with God. You're praying and enjoying the presence of God. And his children now go ahead and they begin to do it. You see, Bible says, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And one comes into the presence of God with their heart filled with iniquity. With their life that is not in truth. They have departed and not allowed the Spirit of God. They are offering a strange fire. Paul says, lift holy hands. And people are lifting hands of iniquity. And the Lord says, can this be acceptable? It is a strange fire. Sons of a high priest. Children of a senior pastor. Had allowed themselves to go into iniquity and messed up their lives and still come to the presence of God. God can't be deceived. There are cometh and now is when they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4, 23 to 24. And so, a strange fire is made manifest because their heart is in right with God. My prayer is the consuming fire of God will consume every strange fire operating in any of our lives in the name of Jesus. Because it is an evil disease. Strangers in the sanctuary. And so instead of exercising dominion and rejoicing and being thrilled after a glorious service, one goes into a week and there's a lot of crisis, confusion, and calamity. I say, after a great Sunday service, what went wrong? Strange incense. Strangers. I remember a boy that was... And I share this often, the boy that was a great 
he was great. I mean, I saw this boy grow up in church, a teenager. He became a youth, great in praise worship. He was wonderful on the guitar. He could play the, he could play the keyboards. He had this wonderful tenor voice. And I saw him grow up in church. And by the time he became a youth, man, babes came into his life. And one chinani on the left, and one chinani on the right, and man, this guy was on top. Chinani. And um, to make matters more interesting, the church, they don't appreciate, they're not paying me well enough, no. And he'll go to the nightclub with his bass guitar. And from the nightclub on Sunday, he's right there in church. Holy are you Lord? At the point in time, the Holy Spirit said, son, call that boy. I heard about it. I called him. I said, son, the Lord said, come back. He said, all these girls, it's not easy. Oh, these girls, they won't just let me go. These girls. He said, I'll try to see what I can do to get rid of one or two of them. One or two, okay. Three weeks later, October, a particular year, I was in my office and I heard there was a boat mishap. You don't have boats here. In my place, we have boats. And this boy was in the boat. They found his body after three days. How did they find his body? With his finger in his mouth. He was offering strange incense unto the Lord. And God said, enough is. Strangers in the sanctuary. Brethren, apart from strange gods and strange incense, we have strange associations, strange relationship. King Solomon, filled with wisdom, yet operated with foolishness. First Kings 11, 1 to 4. First Kings 11, 1 to 4. Bible says in verse 1, King Solomon loved many strange women. 700 wives, 300 concubines. Where did he get such strength? Man, demon just... 700 K. My oh my. So 1,000 girls... And the Bible says in verse 4, it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as, it, um, as was the heart of David his father. He had given room to strange associations. You see, when the word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, get out of them. Separate yourself from that which is unclean. Touch not the unclean thing. I will receive you. I'll be a father unto you. You shall be my sons and... 2 Corinthians 6, 17 to 18. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 to 18. God wants there to be a total separation from strange associations. And unfortunately, we have strange associations around us. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the... Um, you see, those you walk with, stand with, or sit with. What's the opposite of Blessed. Oh, so those you walk with, stand with, or sit with can determine whether you are blessed or cursed. And when a man is cursed, there's no way they can exercise dominion. No way whatsoever. 
I remember when I was posted to Bayelsa, my first Sunday there. Then I was still living in Port Harcourt. And this Sunday I had just finished ministering. I'd gotten into the car. I was just about to drive out and some guys came to see me. I bounced out of the car. I bounced out. I bounced about at times. And um, I banged the door and after gisting, after discussing, I went up to open the door and it didn't open. I searched for the keys. I couldn't see the key and I looked inside and the key was staring at me. The spare key was in Port Harcourt, two hours away. I said, okay, how are we going to open this one? And it was a particular chief. I mean, those guys did some good work. I tried to put down the window. It didn't work. Oh, people came and helped me. We tried. They succeeded in tearing the rubber, destroying the car further. We tried. It just didn't work. The car refused to open. Very good manufacturers. And we continued for over two hours. The car didn't open. Then one young bobo came. I said, hey, Dad, what's up? I said, son, the car is down. He said, ah, no shaking, no shaking. And he got to the car, told everyone to clear. Oh, boy. Within two minutes, the door was open. I said, wait, 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 are you a Christian? Are you? He said, oh, things have passed away now. I'm, I'm now. A... But you see, as I was driving back to Port Harcourt, I said, Lord, what is your message? What is your message? Lord said, son, many people came to help you. I said, yes. He said, what did they do? I said, they destroyed the car. He said, but they thought they were helping you. I said, yes, so. Then the Lord said, but when the right helper came. Ah! My, oh, my. I said, Lord, he said, how big was he? I said, he was a young boy. Lord said, son, pray that the right helpers will locate you. Don't look at anyone's size. My prayer for somebody here is that the right helpers, destiny helpers, shall locate you in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is causing havoc to your life or to your destiny, there shall be a separation in the name of Jesus. Strange associations is an evil disease. They surround you, but they are like leech. They are taken away from you and destroying your destiny. Cause you to be stagnated in life. And you are wondering, what on earth is happening? Brethren, strangers in the sanctuary. In the fourth instance, another strange thing that can happen is when one is in a strange land. Strange land. The word of God says in Psalm 137, verse 3 and 4, 137, verse 3 and 4, Oh, how can they that we are carried... They that carried us away captives required of us a song. They wanted us to praise God. But how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? What's a strange land? It's a place where God doesn't want you to be. And you find yourself. That's a strange land. And how can you sing the Lord's song? How can your life be a praise in a strange land? I mean, that was what was happening to Abraham and the Lord had to tell him, get out of this land to a place I will show you. Because if you read that story properly, in Genesis chapter 11, Sarah, Abraham's father, was going to Cana, but he got and he stopped along the line at Haran. He dwelt there. He stayed in the wrong place. The Lord said, hey, go here. And along the line, he stopped. 
And then the word of God says, chapter 12, verse 1, the next thing the Lord tells, he died there. The Lord tells Abraham, get out of this land. It is a strange land, as it were. You see, when the Lord says, go to point A, and you decide to go to point B, you're in a strange land. Your location will determine your blessings in life, and you all know that. Isaiah 48, 17, Isaiah 48, 17. Thus said the Lord, I redeem, I am the Lord God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leads thee along the way thou shouldest go. You see, as long as God is leading you, the Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You see, the road may be rough, the journey may be tough, but when you pass the test, you'll get God's best. So you, the, Lord, the road may look tough. The land may not look the best of lands. But when God says, go to that place, he has a reason for you to go there. And when the Lord says, get out of this place, once you are there and you still remain there, that land has become a strange land. Get out of this job. You say, Lord, I still enjoy the job. I mean, there was a time I worked with the presidency. I enjoyed it. It was good. The reputation. I mean, I had fun. And Lord said, son, get out of it. And I said, no, Lord. I mean, I'm winning souls here. I'm a youth leader. I have over 15,000 youths. I'm leading. I mean, I was a young man in my 2030s. And Lord said, get out. Resign. I said, no, dad, I can't resign. This is good. I'm winning souls. I'm doing your work. I'm a, and besides, I'm still a pastor. Lord said, son, get out. I didn't. All of a sudden... In the place where I was always the first to come to work, I was always good reports. All of a sudden, there was crisis. In, this, in that same office where I was being honored, they were attempting to send me queries. But then I knew that this was indeed a strange land. Instead of exercising dominion, they were messing me up. I said, wow, this is a strange land. My prayer is the boldness. For you to get out of every strange land to the place the Lord has directed you may be made manifest in the name of Jesus. Because if you don't, it is an evil disease. What about strange seeds? Strange seeds. Jeremiah 2.21 Jeremiah 2.21 said, I had planted thee a noble vine, a right seed, but thou had turned into a degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me. A strange seed, a strange plant. What do we mean? When you have seeds of bitterness, unforgiveness, malice. When there are certain attitudes in you, that you know it is not of God. Yet you are born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, demon-chasing, and highly contaminated. Because there's bitterness in one's heart. I share personal experiences. I was a pastor. I think then a parish pastor. And this person, my boss, had gotten so upset with me. I said, look, I'm, I'm reporting you to the governor. I'm reporting you to, to your father, etc., etc." I was a young 30-something old man, and um, I was upset. I said, this woman is just harassing my life and intimidating me, and I was bitter. That was one time in my life I'd been bitter. It takes time. I was bitter. 
And whenever I stand on the altar to make an altar call, people will come out and the Holy Spirit will say, son, you should be out there. Because as long as you have bitterness in your heart, the Bible tells us that bitterness defiles. I couldn't bear it any longer. At a point in time, I said, okay, I've got to go to this woman's house and sort it out. I remember going to her house and saying, look, I am sorry. I mean, I didn't know what I'd done, but I knew she was angry. I said, whatever I've done, I am extremely sorry. I'm sorry. And they said, ah, no, 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 brother. No problem. No. And she, I mean, we had a great time. By the time I was leaving, it was as if I was on cloud 10. I felt so light because now I had a conscience void of offense towards God and towards man. That strange seed had been uprooted. As long as you have bitterness, unforgiveness, brethren, it is a strange seed. A woman shared with me how because of bitterness, she had sickness. You know, when you're bitter against someone, the person may not even know. Whenever you see the person even laughing, over oh, your mind could they do you somehow? You feel one kind because, I mean, the guy seems so happy and yet you're angry. It's destroying. It's, it's a canker worm. Bile, it destroys you. It's an evil disease. My prayer is for each and every one of us, as you go forth, whatever plant my heavenly father had not planted in each and every life, family, and business. Be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Because it's a stranger in the sanctuary. You need to rush and quickly mention about strange speech. Strange speech. The word of God is clear. Colossians 4.6. Colossians 4.6. Let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that you know how to answer every man but if you read Ezekiel chapter 3 5 and 6 Ezekiel 3 5 and 6 you hear about strange speech and strange language what do we mean by that our words listen words have creative power God said let there be and there was words create with words you can create a smile true or false Man, you are fine. Ah! Over your face, war, war. Man, the person. You've created a frown. Words have creative power. Destinies have been destroyed because some parents, out of anger, had issued out curses. Strange speech. Your words should always be with grace, seasoned with salt. You're a useless child. Yes, stop. Then that child will never exercise dominion. Some people are presently living under a curse. Listen, a girl came to my office. And as she came in, she was in tears. Her face, my oh my. And I said, What's wrong? She said, Nothing has been going well in my life. My results not released. Nothing is well. Crisis, confusion, name it. I said, look, tell me a bit about your... She said, when I was a teenager, I was a stubborn girl. I caused havoc to my mom. Single mom, she brought me up. And my mom was so upset with me. And my mom said once, she said, if you ever sucked from this breast, it shall never be well with you. 
You see, this girl had caused so much pain to her mother. Her mother, out of pain and frustration and bitterness, had spoken with a strange, cursed that girl. And the mother died in the instant. This girl got into university. She was in university when her mother died. She gave her life to Christ. But she was still a victim of that curse. In spite of how she labored, somehow, somehow, nothing good was happening. The peak of it, she continued, her results were not released. I remember we were praying, and as we were praying, the power of God was made manifest. And the Lord said, son, tell my daughter, tell her within three weeks, she shall have a testimony. So I told her, I said, the Lord says, daddy says, within three weeks, you'll have a testimony. I said, don't you believe? She said, well, pastor, you said it. I believe, Sha. But thank God, God's word never returns void. A month later, one charming lady comes to my office and I say, hey, the Lord has done it. The Lord. I said, do I know you? Can you, you know, before when she entered, her face was warm. Now, with a charming smile, she had just changed. And I said, wow, it's you. She said, yeah, it's me. She said, wow, the Lord did it. With three weeks last week, my result was released. And God has done it. All of a sudden, I'm experiencing favor on every side. It is true. It is. Ah, the curse had been lifted. I stand by the action and power of the Holy Ghost to declare upon every life here, Every curse that is holding down your destiny, that is hindering you from living a victorious life, by the anointing of the Most High God, may such curses be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every curse that is operating against your destiny, I declare by the auction of the Most High God, the God of Daddy Dio, Pastor E.A. Adeboye, the Almighty God, revoke, cancel that curse in the name of Jesus. Because the stranger in the sanctuary, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit. I'll round up by mentioning the last stranger. Strange clothings. Strange clothings. Ecclesiastes 9.8. Ecclesiastes 9.8. says, let thy garment be always white. And let thy head lack no anointing. The word of God tells us, Zephaniah 1.8, Zephaniah 1.8. It came to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the princes and the king's children and all such that are clothed with strange apparel. Lord says, I will punish them that have a strange apparel. A clothing is something you wear, obviously. But let's not forget that the word of God is clear in Revelation that they that shall make it to heaven are those who have not defiled their garments. The Bible says, they shall walk with me in white. That's why the Bible is clear that you should put off, put off the old man. 
that man of unrighteousness, that person of sin, that person of compromise, that person that doesn't glorify God, that person that's living a hypocritical life, that lifestyle that you know is not of God. Get rid of it. Lord says, put on the new man which is created in righteousness. Ephesians 4.24, Ephesians 4.24. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications. Put it off. Get out of, get those garments out of your life. Colossians 3.8, Colossians 3.8 to 14. Is there a possibility that someone here is not experiencing the kind of blessings, favor, breakthroughs? Their country is desolate, overthrown, because strangers have come into the sanctuary. I remember while I was on campus, we were having campus fellowship. And an altar call was made. This guy that had been in church, been part of it, he wanted to come out. And I'll tell you how I knew later. And his friend said, no, chill, man, chill. People go laugh you. Chill, chill. Uh-uh, you won't fall out. The boy said, no, I need to come. The friend said, no, don't, don't. That boy foolishly agreed. He didn't come out to the altar where lives are altered. He didn't come out to the altar where there'll be a change of apparel. And he stayed on his seat. They were going home for mid-semester break or semester break. There was a car accident. And this boy died. Beginning of next semester, his friend came. Same fellowship, altar call made. His friend was the first to rush out. His friend rushed out in tears, broke down on the altar. And his friend told us. He said, my friend wanted to come out last semester. I prevented him. He wanted to come out. He was tired of playing church without being a true Christian. He heard the word and he knew he needed to put his ways right. I stopped him. He's dead now, perishing in hell. And I know I made a bad mistake in stopping him. The boy had a choice. He refused to change his garment. The Lord said, I'll punish all those with a strange apparel. But the Lord is going for a church without spot, without wrinkle. A church without blemish. That is the church that can truly dominate. And that's the church we should belong to. I urge each and every one of us, examine your life. And find, ask yourself, am I giving room to strangers? Strangers have one function. Read scriptures. Those strangers of this... In Ecclesiastics, they are out to destroy your destiny. It is an evil disease. But ultimately, the choice is yours. May we can rise. May we please stand. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, 
www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.